that down. Another episode of Crunch Time. I'm your host, Joe Hamilton, alongside Theo the Juggernaut. Of course, every week I say this, but Theo, how you doing, man? Keeping warm. It, uh, we got a little snow today. It was nice to see, but hey, it melted. We're supposed to get some more later on tonight. Again, should be a fun, exhilarating weekend. My son is looking forward to snow, that's for sure. Probably do a lot of sledding, right? Not yet. I mean, it's got to be a little cold. We need some base before we get that travel going, but... Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see the white stuff. People are starting to put winter tires on and whatnot. Things we got to do up here in Canada that you don't normally have to do in St. Louis. So it's all good. Well, I mean, you do have some snow snow here, but it's not like that bad. Not like, you know, Winnipeg getting or Canada getting like a foot of snow every week. You know, like that's not every week, but you know what I'm saying. Um, We get maybe every few years we get a big time snowstorm. Maybe every few years, I would say. Okay. Um, but, Theo, so, you know, I, I got to start with this. And the, the Blues played the Jets for the first time this season on Tuesday night. And every freaking game, I'm seeing teams outshoot the Blues. The fact that they're 2-2-1 two, two and one through five games at this point is shocking to me. Shocking. I mean, why do you think that they're not they're because you're getting outshot by that much? You should be under 500 every game. I mean, I'm sorry, that's awful. It's every game, Theo. It's not like it's one game here, one game there. No, it's through five games, they're being outshot by an average of at least 10. Yeah, it's at least 10, you know, and. Keep going, and I'll tell you what I saw during the Jets-Blues game that happened a couple nights ago. Blues, and unfortunately, well, fortunately, they scored their first power play goal against the Jets. Finally, it took them long enough. What were they, 0 for like 12, 15, something like that? It, it was bad. It was getting really bad. Yep, it was, uh, I mean, it was a... First goal for the Blues on a power play and the first period off, I think. and Or sorry, second period. And it was three different styles of periods that were played at the Canada Life Center on Tuesday night. One, the first one was very tight. And the shots on goal were indicative of that. Second period, the Jets scored two within 20 seconds. And that put St. Louis's defense on its heels big time. And here's why. The St. Louis Blues, like you said earlier in the show, Joe, don't have any push to be offensive. Craig Ruby has them playing defense first. And if you were to watch that first period, their gameplay, their strategy <laughs> was to have all five guys in the zone, back checking, plugging up holes. And it worked out very well in the first period. The second period rolled around. And it wasn't the top two lines scoring goals. It was David Gustafson coming from a change on the bench, finding a seam and getting a pass from below the red. And then it was a second one for Mason Appleton getting the same thing that Bennington probably wish he had. It slid under his pad. But you can't blame Bennington for that because, quite frankly, every single player in that 30-second span for St. Louis was standing in concrete. They lost assignment, they lost strategy, they lost their game plan. And they didn't pick up the third man trailer in or the guy coming off the bench. That's what hurt St. Louis. And when you went down two, you expect your offense to pick up. And don't get me wrong, Joe. Winnipeg gave up chances. I have never seen, well, I have, because it's Winnipeg Jets. But the amount of like blind passes through the gut, through the neutral zone, and expecting a jet player to speed up and catch it and continue to go into the offensive zone. Instead, I think we gave up 
four, if five, correct me if I'm wrong, breakaways, including your boy Jordan Cairo, who does not look like an $8 million man. You and I agreed on that off, offside the show. And Connor Halibut probably played his best game of the year. You know, he didn't face a lot of shots. He went 19 for 20 or 19 for 21. And uh, he did really well. I mean, he let up that one late one in the third. It kind of made it close. But he made some really stellar stops uh, throughout the game. And he probably played as he was probably the sharpest you've seen him play this season in 23-24. I would say that. I would say so. I mean, he's paid to be good. I mean, obviously, every player's player is paid to be good. But Hellebuck just got that insane contract extension. Insane meaning years, not saying dollar. He actually, that was a good deal. Uh, so he, he wants to live up to that. He wants to live up to that, and this game he did. Uh, the Blues, we talked off air, Theo, that the Blues have don't have the identity that I that we in St. Louis would want them to have. They're a hardworking team, but hardworking on defense. They're not winning a lot of pucks on the boards, um, which is why you're seeing this team get outshot day, night in, night out. Um, if you start winning those puck battles, maybe you, maybe you shoot. Maybe maybe you're close. Maybe if you don't outshoot them, the other team, at least you're close. Right now, the Blues aren't even close. Jordan Bennington has looked like Vesna reincarnate these first few games. At one point, it was 63 of 65 shots stopped. Okay, that was through four games. That's that's insane. You can't have a goaltender doing that all the time. Sorry, but it is an absolute freaking joke. Theo, Theo, tell me real quick. They say Jordan Bennington needs to have at least a 920. Sorry, I don't know why I did this. This is, uh, sorry. Um, (laughs) Just in case you missed the first (laughs) I know I didn't mean that. Our team Joe will never beat our team Brooklyn. Let's just put it out but, there. Yeah. If the intro changes, but, but again, Theo, I mean, I, I had to do that again. But Theo, uh, Jordan Bennington need to be needed to be better this year. But the Blues shouldn't have taken that to heart and actually given him something to do. Look, every goaltender should be busy. I get that. But you can't just let the guy stop grade A scoring chance after grade A score. A few of those are going to go in sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And there's, you know, the the game started off really well uh, for both teams. And I think St. Louis kind of got, not screwed, but... Hellebuck made a great pad save in the first 10 minutes of that game that could have easily switched the uh, tides on how that game was going to have an outcome. Uh, It was really one of those saves where he got lucky. Hellebuck put his pad out there and hit him on the inside of the pad and went between his legs and off the backside of the net and didn't go in. But I think the term you're missing is two things, balance and excitement. Because... The balance needs to be, okay, if you have all five guys coming back, shouldn't you have all five guys going into the zone together? Because it's not happening. You're playing opportunistic hockey, and hopefully those forwards are going to find a mistake by the opposing team. They're going to try to capitalize on an odd man rush. And when they did that, the odd man rush was there. There were two on ones. There were three on twos. Some good passes were being made, but some poor shot selection. And if you expect your boy Scandella to be the guy in the slot on a four-on-two ripping a shot and he shoots it two feet wide as your scoring opportunity in the second period, give your head a shake. I mean, that's a Jordan Kyrou spot. That's a Thomas spot. That's a Bucinevich spot. That's a, a Braden Shen spot. A Kevin Hayes spot you in. I mean, yeah, Hayes Scandella. is showing that. I mean, when I hear the St. Louis Blues commentary saying that Scandella had the best shooting chance in the first 40 minutes, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. 
Okay, so Colton Pareko, even, Theo. We talk about defensemen doing that. I I trust Colton Pareko more than I trust Marco Scandella in that spot. And you should. I mean, you know, he was probably more surprised than anybody to have the puck on his stick at the top of the circles. And, to, you know, grade-A scoring chance. It's a foot and a half wide. <laughs> I mean, it was a grade-A scoring chance. He just put the puck wide. I mean, you're right there, Steve. Huh? Couldn't do it. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that's okay, you know. Uh, those things happen. Uh, you expect your team to, you know, obviously build on some sort of momentum. But that comes to the second term. That's the, the word excitement. And the excitement just isn't there. When Mike, when when Thomas has the puck on his stick, or Jordan Kyrie starts lighting up and getting some speed into the ozone, there's nothing there. Like you said off air, he looked like a fourth liner when he took that breakaway down the middle. Fumbled it, bumbled up. It's like it's like you know uh, Rob Schneider, rumbling, stumbling, fumbling, bumbling, unnecessary roughness before you were born in 1991. You know it was. Excuse me? You're paying him this? Like, okay, he's not sharp. Okay, he's not ready yet. But you know what? This is your job. You and I do this stuff for fun, Joe. We like to banter, and some people watch it, and some people get a good laugh at it. We tell Dad to be quiet in the back, and we talk a little bit about steaks and hamburger helper. Yep, you do. But this guy's getting paid $8 million. <laughs> uh, he's getting paid enough to go eat it at uh... – at Morton Steakhouse, yet he's performing like he should be going to McDonald's. He should be going to Jack in the Box and getting the number yeah. four super size, okay? And then giving it to the homeless because he doesn't deserve to eat after a performance like that. I'm sorry, Jordan I, Kyrie. I, I agree. I wouldn't Looks even like let him go to Waffle House. You, you can't go to Waffle House. Sorry, Jordan. Nope, you got to go to... Gotta go to uh, what's the crappy joint? It looks like, hey, hey, CEO, I'm gonna use another one for you. Maybe talking crap about him, he'll have a good game tonight for all we know. Okay, he better. He looks like the type of guy who should be working in a Tim Hortons mm-hmm. than on the ice. We'll get to that pick later on in the show. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not put Jordan Cairo there yet. <laughs> you said he's not that good, Theo. You even said it yourself. Well, I'm, I'm looking at a guy like okay. So if I look at eight million dollar players around the league, let me do that for just two seconds. We just Go ahead. Signed, we just signed two of them in Winnipeg, in Mark Scheifele, who's a nine ten year veteran who pumps point per game totals each year, year in and year out. Okay, and I understand you're signing these players because of the potential of what they could be. Connor Hellebuck has proven to be a top five goaltender the last five years he's played. He's a workhorse. He probably faces the top two or top three most amount of shots every season. Yes, he deserves $8 million at a bargain. A steal. Okay? Darnell Nurse, not worth $8 bucks. He's getting paid over that. I think he's close. I think Darnell Nurse is close because he's the best defenseman on that entire Edmonton Oilers team. And that's that's not saying – that's saying a lot, but he's also a big-time defenseman, though. I mean, he's been a multi-time All-Star. So, yeah, he kind of does deserve eight. He, so what, So my, my – my comp- maybe it shouldn't be a defenseman. But if I were to look at another forward getting $8 million, Tage Thompson – Buffalo Sabres. Boy, the Blues wish they had him back. Okay. there Maybe that's a perfect example. Talk about someone that's putting out on Kinetic, not waiting for the potential to sometimes show up. And he's part of the resurgence in Buffalo. Well, Jordan, hi. Get your rear out of the drive-thru. Get your life in the fast lane. Pick up some speed. Get to the rink and treat this job like you own it. Like I don't like I don't get how these young stars get paid and they don't deliver. 
You know, if a UPS driver or an Amazon driver doesn't deliver the package, they shouldn't get paid. Well, Jordan Cairo, you shouldn't get paid. Okay, I know it's early in your contract. You've got 7.9 years to go. Like literally seven games into your brand new contract, you and Mr. Thomas, and you're not quite lighting it up, so to speak. And and going on Robert Thomas, though, I think Robert Thomas deserves it. Robert Thomas is an elite distributor. The one big problem with me is he passes way too much when he should be shooting the puck. Now, he's not a goal scorer. He, I mean, he's not a goal scorer. But he can be if he okay, shoots the puck. You said more. that he's supposed to be a distributor. He's, a, he's an elite he... distributor. But, Dio... He has grade eight. Like I saw it the other day in the in the Winnipeg game. Yeah, you have grade A scoring chances. You're looking for the backdoor play. Okay. You're you're looking for the backdoor play, Theo. That's not the best thing to do all the time. You're right. And most of the time, those pretty plays don't work. Yep. And you know what? You you gotta perform. You've but am I right perform. on Thomas? Both of them have to perform. You know, if you're going to be – like that's the thing. I mean, if you're that guy that says, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be the star. I'm going to get paid. Okay? Right now, Jordan Kyrie, you've got five games played. You've got three points on your belt. You're a minus one. Okay? Not lighting it up too much, buddy. How about Mr. Robert Thomas, captain Oh, captain Oh, you've got one point more. You've got four. You finally got your first goal. But here's a guy that's pitting out in a career. He's got a better plus-minus average than Tom, than Kairu. Kairu's at a minus 29 compared to Thomas at a plus 17. So, yeah, you know what? When you have a guy that's a plus 17, you know he's a good two-way player. You know he's got some pretty good skills. But at 233 points on 319 games, the last time I checked, that's about two-thirds of a point a game. And you're paying him $8 million bucks. Hold that thought. Okay. I'm going to go to my boy on my team, Mr. Mark Shifley. Okay. And I'm going to pin him up real quick. Give me a second because I'm going to see what he does in his real lifetime. He's played six games. He's got seven points already this year. Okay. He's a plus 45 in his career. Okay. So he's proven. Okay. And I'm going to do a quick math here. I uh, gotta get the calculatrice out of here. Six five two divided by seven two nine. He's pinning out at almost a point nine per game. That's thirty points more, thirty percent more points coming from a guy that's getting paid the same and proven. Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, when you decide to play at a point nine point per game situation, then come talk to me. I agree with that. I, they're paying on potential, and $8 million is a lot to gamble on potential. Um, I'd rather be like Shane Pinto, but we, we'll get to that one later. Yeah, so I'm uh, – at, at, at this point, um, I mean, at this point, Kyle Thomas, they, they need to perform well. Um, Jacob Rana needs to – needs to play well too. He's out of tonight's lineup. The Blues are going with 11 forward, seven defensemen. Okay. Jacob Verona, basically Craig Berube said it. We need to see more out of him. In five games played, he's two goals, one assist. Or one goal, two assists. $8 million man. I, I, I get it. I get it. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that's uh, I don't know. They're First going eleven and seven. Do you do you like eleven and seven? First of all, so so eleven and seven is fine. You know, you could have twelve and six if it needs to work out. Your St. Louis Blues are not looking at Jacob Verana to be the catalyst, the engine of the offense in St. Louis. No, but at the same time, when your coach is already saying we need to see more out of him. He has six games goals. into a season. Six he has a games into a season. 
is same amount of goals as both your boys making 17 million bucks. I'm just saying. I get a, a deal, point? but there's a – You want to make a point? You send Robert Thomas to the A. Listen up, slop nuts. Get your stuff together. Okay? And get your work done. All right. All right. I'm going to quote my boy, double J, E, double F, J, A, double R, E, double T. Okay? Classic oh, God. Move. You know, his strut was unparalleled. And if you watched AEW last night, that's a whole different story altogether. But yeah, I did. You did. So you saw Mr. Wu Ric Flair show up. Yes. Beautiful. Fantastic. Totally. Now chance. he's more than $8 million player than these two guys then. You know what? Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, Learjet flying, son of a gun. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. He brought it. He was the potential. He was the kinetic. He was the answer. He was the leader of the four horsemen. He was 16-time, 17-time champion. Yeah, he's a little weathered, but you know what? When you do that as a career, hats off to you, buddy. Hats you off, yep. Thing is on his way. Yep. I, I also um, just – I can't believe you brought up the AEW there, but uh, I, I'm i also excited to see where this uh, – what this 11 and 7 is. Because you're going to see Scott Perunovich on the power play. Yeah. Scott Perunovich should have been on the power play to begin with. But no, the Blues said, it. oh, we need to see Tyler Tucker. Tyler Tucker is the equivalent of who in, AEW, who, in, who in AEW can I compare him to? Well, you can't compare him to the Hardy Boys because the two old. Sanjay Dutt. How about Hook? Yeah. Hook. All show, go. all play, and got a belt because his dad's a commentator. How about that? A belt that's not even recognized in AEW. Garbage. <laughs> but I think I have one of those kid belts that I made when I was 10 years old upstairs. So, long story short, Theo, 11 and 7 can work, and you like Perunovic on a power play? Well, you, you know what? You need to – what's working on your offense? We've talked about it for the last – 22 minutes nothing you have one power play goal thanks to my jets last tuesday you have everybody playing defense first defense first you have nothing or nobody on the back end really opening it up i mean as bad as we don't like or sorry you don't like tory krug in a blues uniform he's really the only defenseman that's stepping up and bringing the play forward pareko is taking two strides and passing right away Falk is doing the same. I mean, they're not bringing the play up. And like I said earlier, the only way the Blues are getting any type of offensive chance is opportunistic, trying to get odd man rushes on every mistake that opposition plays. I'm sorry. You know, not everyone can play Edmonton Edmonton Oilers hockey. What I mean by that is, you know, trying to rely on breakaways and odd man rushes and everything else. You you can't play like that. Not every team can play like that. And that, that shouldn't be the Blues' identity. The Blues' identity should be playing hard, should be for, for checking, should be finishing your checks. Yeah, you know, agree. being St. Louis Waters, a blue-collar town. Play the blue-collar type of hockey. Yeah. So... Um, Theo, let's get into this uh, Shane Pinto stuff because I I saw this story and I'm like, why are people still betting on sports, man? Why are sports stars still betting on sports? That here's makes the, no the, sense. Here's the paradox of the whole thing. <clears throat> the Ottawa Senators and the NHLPA and the NHL have agreed in principle and in legal matter to allow – players the, the a gray area and the gray area is you, as an NHL player you can't bet on the NHL but there's nothing saying that you can't bet on sports as a matter of fact if you looked at an Ottawa Senators jersey one of the sponsors on the jersey is a online betting company so here's a player that has zero evidence and the NHLPA just came out today and said it and the NHL did said and came out of it. They don't have any evidence of what sport he was betting on. Just the fact that he was betting. But he's still... Theo, the point is he still received a 41-game suspension. For what? 
doing something that's legal slash illegal slash gray area. Then why didn't the NHL take that back? Why didn't the NHL take that suspension back then? They should be. Joe, I don't understand the suspension. If you're suspending somebody 41 games because they bet on sports, show them in the legal contract that you're not allowed to bet on sports. If you're not allowed to bet on NHL games, show them in the contract where they cannot bet on NHL games. Well, you have you have fucking Pete Rose betting in baseball when he's a manager. That's the sixties and the seventies. I, I, I get that. Go ahead. Throwing games, and you know what? Shane Pinto is not going to be leading the NHL in points anytime soon. Shane Pinto is not going to be the leading home run hitter or goal scorer in the NHL anytime soon. Okay. I don't know why they're trying to make an example of an up-and-coming prospect in Ottawa. I don't understand it. I don't know why he's being suspended. If you're watching or if you have some sort of clause that says, yeah, he got in trouble, he got caught for betting on an NHL game, he gets 41 suspension for it, fine. But you have no proof of what he was betting. He could have been betting on cricket in Saudi Arabia. He could have been doing horse racing in Santa Clarita. But it's not the NHL. And I'm going to side on Shane Pinto on this matter because, quite frankly, unless you did something wrong, you shouldn't have been suspended. If you have a betting sponsor on your jersey and you've been in contract since, I think, 2015 or 2016 – to allow or to have uh, what's the word for it? Uh, to have a, a, a relationship with an online betting program with your organization, what's the mixed message you're sending to your players? And that's where you got to say what are you allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do. Just saying. Yeah, this is just. Un- sad, unbelievably sad that the NHL is letting this go. Like, Edge, I hope it gets rescinded. I hope this, uh, yeah, I mean, make an example a little bit. 41 games, half a season is a bit too much. I, I'm sorry. You know yeah, no, it's one of those things that if you were, if you were flat out saying that Shane Pinto bet on NHL hockey games, Okay. If you're not allowed to do that, then fine them, suspend them, all that. But I don't think there is anything in the NHL that does not allow or say black and white, you cannot bet on any sport. Yeah, so, again, just NHL do the right thing here, really. I mean, it just, I understand maybe suspending them for a few games, maybe 10 20 at the most that, that 41 games is just too much that's just my opinion Theo before we get to picks do you have uh, a theory or do we want to do picks first you know what I'm I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna say no theory this weekend except for uh, the fact that we have two teams in the World Series that I'm sure nobody predicted to be in the World Series. Start up this weekend. Since we just talked about betting, a lot of people lost a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> or a lot of people made a lot of money on Game Seven. And yeah, yeah, but but that the number of people that lost money, as opposed to the people that made money, are so overwhelmingly different, though. Like, you can't tell me there were a lot of people betting the the underdogs. I mean, these two teams back in 2021 lost like 120 games between them. Or no, or 212 games between them, excuse me. 212 games. That is absolute craziness that they're now in the World Series. Oh, man. So who do you got in this series? This is is a tough series to call. I mean, you've got... An amazingly hot team coming out of Texas. Like, 
I haven't seen, like, I can't even remember a hot team like Texas, like I've seen Texas play. I mean, it's not their, it's their bats. Like, their bats are on fire. Fire. And they're not, unless Arizona's got pitching to slow it down, I don't know what's going to, I I have to take the Rangers. I'm going to take an AL team to win. I mean, the only, I guess the only advantage I give to Arizona is the fact that they're young. And, and, and let me let me finish here because I know experience plays out in these postseasons and they most of the time win. But they could be the team that's young and don't know any better. You ever heard of that team before? That's the Arizona Diamondbacks. And they got two frontline starters who are pretty damn good in their own right. And Brandon Fott has actually showed me something. He shut out the Phillies twice. He, I'm not shut out. I'll, I'll say shut down the Phillies twice. Yeah. I mean, this dude This dude has shown out. This dude's going to be a good pitcher in his league for a long time. Then you've got Gallon going game one. you got Kelly going game two. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Gallon and Neovaldi. That's going to be a fun matchup. So I got the Diamondbacks in seven. Okay, I'll take the Rangers in six. Okay, okay. So let's let's go on to some other picks here. NFL Week Eight, and uh, it starts on, on Thursday night. Buccaneers Bills. I mean, the last two weeks have shown such. I don't want to use the word parody, but just complete. Toss them up, you pick them. And, I mean, these Thursday night games, you think they're supposed to be a one-sided affair, but they always turn out to be not that such. One team either plays down to the level of one team or one team plays up to the level of the other team. And in this case, you should have a large discrepancy. And and before you go any... Well, Theo, I hate to interrupt you there, man, but... uh, uh, Josh Allen, a lot of people are calling him a fraud at this point. Why is that? He should be way better than he is right now. Yeah. He was that close to the Super Bowl not even two years ago. This dude should be way better than he is knowing how much he gets talked about. Yeah. To me, Josh Allen... Kind of a dud right now until proven otherwise. I still think the who do you think wins this game? Before you go to that, speaking of the dud, maybe it's the curse of being on the cover of uh, Madden 24. You really believe in that? I mean, look at it. You really believe in a video game curse? The only time that a player has been on the cover and won a Super Bowl or sniffed at it is when Brady and Mahomes have done it. That's it. Name any other player. They've either been injured, or they tanked that year, or they don't even sniff the playoffs. Some people believe in the curse. Do I? No. I just think the Buffalo Bills are not playing. Like They're just, they're just not playing consistent football. Like, top, if you looked at that lineup top to bottom, they should be leading their division. Heck, they should be almost they challenging Kansas City at the top, yes. But they're not. I mean, they show glimpses and brilliances playing against Miami, giving Miami their first loss. And then Bill Belichick walks in and steals a game with New England of all teams. Like... Buffalo should win tonight on Thursday, yes. I'm taking Buffalo. Will it be a closer one than people think? Yes, it will. I think Buffalo is going to win tonight, too. Um, It's going to be a close game. I I do want to see Baker Mayfield actually show something. Um, Can 
consistently anyway. I mean, they were leading their division as close to last week. So, I got Buffalo, but it will be close. Uh, Giants and Jets. The Battle of New York goes to the men in green. Yeah, I think the Jets, I cannot believe I'm saying this. The Jets are a way better team than, than the Giants. I don't even know what the hell the Giants are doing at this point. Uh, Daniel Jones will be back this week. Watch Daniel Jones sell for 400 Shouldn't yards. Be. Shouldn't be. You, you better be a Daniel Jones better be on the shortest leash. Not because he's a Bulldog or a Rottweiler, <laughs> because he sucks. Okay, Tyrod Taylor, Saquon Barkley has a much better chemistry in two games than Daniel Jones pleading for his million dollars and then letting Saquon get the scraps. You oh, know, you, you know what's funny about that? <laughs> I was just going to say, you, you brought up the dog reference. He's none of those. He's a shit zoo. Well, see what I, I did there? I once tried to eat a bulldog. You know what happens there. <laughs> yep. So I got the Jets winning this game huge. That defense is good in New York in the Jets line. It's good. Next. Yeah, it is. So uh Jaguars Jag or Jaguars Steelers. You know, Pittsburgh's another one of those anomalies. Like just out of nowhere they beat the Rams. You know, Candy Pickett throws for four touchdowns. Uh, George Pickens is catching balls left and right. And they had such a great game last Sunday. I think they're going to have a letdown this weekend. And Jacksonville's on a pretty hot streak right now. They're finally firing all Senators. I'll take Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville, too. Uh, Eagles, Commanders. Eagles. Eagles, yep. Uh, this be the last Rams, Cowboys. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go. give me your reasoning. This might be the last time we see Chase for the Commanders in the jersey and the Commanders color. Because I think uh, that defensive lineman's going to go somewhere. I really do. I think it would do him some well, or do him some good, I said. You know, um, he's... A very, very good player. He deserves to go and win. Uh, I got the Eagles. Cow, uh, Rams, Cowboys. Mm, Cowboys off a of bye week. You know what that means. Cooper Cup's going to light up that secondary. The Rams are going to whoop that ass. The Rams Cup's are going to whoop that ass. Yep. I'll take the Rams. I'm going to take the Rams in this game as well. Uh, Vikings, Packers. Uh, You're losing faith in Jordan. By the way, they're not even showing this game. I, I want to. I mean, the thing is, this is his first full season, so I can't necessarily give up hope yet as a Packer fan. I knew this season wasn't going to be much. I guess I was expecting a little bit more. I was maybe expecting a 500 team. Doesn't look like I'm even going to get that this year. And granted, it's only six games in the season. They're coming off. Um, they're coming off a bad loss last week against the worst team in football. Uh, I I don't know how it gets better from here. How how do you how do you lose to the fucking Denver Broncos? I, I I'm sorry. For listeners, I don't usually cuss on this show, or if I do, it's a rarity. But how do you lose to the fucking Denver Broncos? I, I just don't know how you do it. I, I, oh, my God. Good thing in my area I didn't get to watch that game. I probably would have thrown my phone at the TV. So I'm going to say this again to you, because at the beginning of the season, I said that defense, I believe – Correct me if wrong. Had seven or eight first round picks as starters, and they're still not playing defense. So when you got a quarterback that's in his first rookie season, full rookie season, you best believe your defense has to pick up and give him a chance once in a while. Um, they did it against the Vegas Raiders back in week two or three. They got to do it again. Uh, but 
Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's throwing the ball everywhere. And he doesn't even have his boy Jefferson in the lineup. So I But he has has his protege in the lineup, and he's turning out to be really good. Yeah. You know, and they you know, I think he's gonna throw for 350 again on that secondary in Green Bay. So I'll take the Vikings. I'm gonna take the Vikings as well. Can't stand where the Packers are going right now, and they I think they need to fire the floor too. But that's just me. Don't talk about um me. anything on that. I think it's no, think, but uh, do you think they need to fire the floor? You know what? I I don't know yet because it's the first year with Jordan Love. You've got two great running backs that are healthy. You've got two pretty good wideouts and Musgrave as a tight end that are all young. It's a very young weapon asset filled team on the offense. And like I said, that defense should be playing a lot better having a seven or eight first rounders as starters. I'm just saying they're just not playing their potential. Yep. No, they're not. Uh, Falcons, Texans or Titans. I mean, I always get those two mixed up. I guess my guess, my eyes. Gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting game because I don't I, I it's not a you pick them. I mean it's, I think it's gonna be a win by three. Who's gonna win? I'd like to take Atlanta, but I mean King Henry can run the ball and Atlanta's gotta stop him. So but I, I will mean, take King the Henry, these are the game they're they these are the games for King Henry that are going to make um, make his value either go up or down. Because you know he's going to go somewhere. And I got a prediction here. I have a prediction here. And I saw this online. People were making jokes about it. But the, the post was, was making a joke about it. But I could see Derrick Henry going to the Cowboys. I I could totally see that. Why? Move on, please. No. <clears throat> all right, we'll we'll get into that later. After after this is all done, I get it. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Titans. Okay. Next. <clears throat> Patriots. Dolphins. It's in Miami. <clears throat> yes, it is. And New England has zero athletes on their defense. Expect Tua to throw the ball everywhere and anywhere. Mac Jones will not put up 17 points, I guarantee you. Take Miami. Yeah, and I think it's going to be another week. I'm going to take Miami as well, and I think it's going to be another week where they have that astronomical score. I think it's going to be like a 50 to 15 game. No, but it'll be big. Am I saying too high when I say 50? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't try. There are no. Yeah. Sorry. That's just my opinion. It's going to, it's going to be a bloodbath. Okay. Um, You got the Saints and Colts. I can't trust Taysom Hill and Derek Carr. Not that I watch New Orleans Saints football day in and day out. I just can't. And the Minshew mustache mystery is about throwing the ball. And he did a pretty good job last Sunday. So I'm going to go for an Indianapolis win. I'll go Indianapolis as well. Uh, Saints, I, I, I don't believe in them at all. Uh, can I call this next game the Tim Hortons game of the week? Well, you can. Or, I don't know who's playing. The Tim Hortons garbage of the week. Texans Panthers. Ooh. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> rookie quarterback. I mean, if there's another game, I will. Like, let's be honest. CJ Stroud is playing pretty good in Houston. He is. Like, I put him as my rookie of the year. 
I think he's going to break the rookie uh, touchdown record. Okay. I, I think, and, and yeah, he, he very well could. And this is this is not your average rookie. So, I, who do you got in this game? I'm taking Houston. I'm taking Houston as well. Uh, Brown Seahawks. Ah, uh, you know. The Browns snuck one up, but their defense is going to tighten it up after last Sunday. They're going to play a much better defensive game on Seattle, and I think that's what's going to carry them to a win is their defense. Uh, Miles Garrett was an absolute beast last Sunday, but that's about it. Everyone else has to pick their game up in Cleveland, and uh, they need to lead by – Miles will lead by example. He needs the rest of the troops to follow. I'll take the Browns. I'm going to go Seahawks at home. Okay. I'm going to go Seahawks at home. Uh, Bengals and 49ers. Well, Brock Purdy has never lost three games in a row. He's never even lost two games in a row in the regular season. Debo is still out. McCaffrey's back in. Brandon Ayuk had a quiet game last week. He needs to pick it up. George Kittle has to be there as well. Brock Purdy needs some confidence reestablished. In his game, I hear all the time that he loves to throw the ball to where the receiver is going to be. But a defense has picked up on that, and as their cover three or cover two, they've moved into the open spaces before the wideouts have. But Brock Purdy needs to reestablish himself as a good, calculative quarterback for them to have a win. And I think they do it this weekend. I'm going to go 49ers. Yep. In in Santa Clara. In Santa Clara. So, so uh, Chiefs Broncos. This should be an easy one. Yeah, next move on. With with T Swift with T Swift in the uh uh stands. Not don't care. So <laughs> I can tell you're getting tired of that too, like I am. <laughs> Ravens Cardinals. You know what? The, the interesting thing is here is Kyler Murray is still on IR, but he's practicing. But he's not ready for this game. So I'm not taking the Cardinals. I'm taking the Ravens. I, I really, really think this Ravens team is going to go far this year. Okay, you know what? You're going to take the Ravens. I'm going to go on the limb, and I will take the Cardinals. Here's why. Because they put up a 38 spot on Detroit. They won't do it two weeks in a row. Prove me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to score 38, deal. I'm saying I, I think they score 30. I think okay. it's going to be 30 to 17, Ravens. Okay. Um. All right, let's get to your team. Sunday night. You got the Bears and the Chargers. You know, if my Los Angeles Chargers lose to a quarterback who has done more CrossFit hours than throwing quarterback touchdowns in the NFL, who, I mean, I'm not taking any talent away from this kid. He's 1-0. Congratulations. But if the Chargers lose, Staley needs to be fired. There is no excuse to not torch this defense to at least outscore a Div 2 Heisman quarterback. Because Justin Herbert is the largest paid man in the NFL. Justin Herbert has weapons around him. There is zero excuse. Sorry. I mean, my Chargers should not only have two wins this season. They should be they should be the reverse. But they're burning themselves by their own account. I'm taking They are. Charges. It's pretty sad too. 
I I have to take the Chargers in that game, but man, I I don't. Dad says by fourteen, Chargers by fourteen. You know what? It won't be fourteen, Dad. You know what it's going to be because Staley can't coach any other way except to win by three or lose by seven. Just going to happen that way. <laughs> I'm going to have my dad listen to that last part later when this is posted. <laughs> Please do. Um, and see if he agrees with you. Yeah. Uh, Raiders, Lions on Monday night. You know what? Uh, I feel sorry for the Raiders because they're going to Detroit. And Detroit got absolutely handed last weekend. They are going to come back avengeful and revengeful on Monday night. I, I Good luck to my Raiders fans. The Lions will win. Let's go Lions. Taking the Lions. So, Theo, do you have anything else before we get out of here tonight? Um, yeah, a non-sports related note completely uh, to the citizens of Maine. Uh, thoughts, prayers, and we never want to see things like this happen. We always say, what'll be the next time? What'll be the next time? And, you know, I'm not going to get into yes or no's or why's or why nots. The bottom line is everyone just safe. And hopefully this tragedy can come to a, an end. And we try not to see these happen anymore. It's a very sad thing. And I just hope that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree, man. This is this has gone on far too long, and something needs to change. And on that note, I'm going to end this sports video. I'm Joe. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great start to your week. We will see you, and you'll hear us again next week.